Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. WGT Golf is the game to play on your phone or your computer. It's the most popular golf game in the world and in the DNVR community. So many of you have joined us that we had to open a third DNVR clubhouse, and that one's almost full, which means almost 750 people are playing WGT Golf with us, with us which is amazing. Um, stop feeling left out if you haven't downloaded it, and go download it today and join the DNVR clubhouse um, by going to dnvrgolf.com. We have tournaments within the DNVR community every weekend, one one starts tonight, of course. It's called Fantasy Open or something like that because um, we started a fantasy yeah. podcast. So go check that one out as well. Uh, but don't forget to go to dmvrgolf.com to download that today. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Scott. Gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two run, home run, Trevor Story. Lock. Ends on. Touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Got it. Oh, man. That's from way downtown. And the blue arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score! It's too good to be true. Well, welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. How's everyone doing? Doing, doing great. Fantastic. Doing great. I need <laughs> a beer. It's been a wild couple of days. I know, yeah. but I'm drinking my Strava Craft coffee. Uh, this podcast is, of course, presented by the one and only Breckenridge Brewery, the official DNVR beer. And the Avalanche Ale is probably one of my favorite beers, but we've got some new beers to try. We've got the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. The can, I showed you guys that last week, looks amazing. Then I didn't know there was a Palisade Peach Wheat beer. We have that at the office. Wow. I'm excited to try that one out. Palisade peaches are objectively the greatest things on the planet Earth, by the way. For everyone. And if you've not been out there before, I will happily drive the four hours across the mountains and take anybody who wants on a tour of Palisade Peach Country. Oh, I'm down. I've never been. Let's go. I think that's yeah. just a fact, Drew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm your host, Ali Monroy, and with me today, I've got AJ Hayfley, Zach Stevens, Drew Creaseman, and Harrison Wind. I can never get the pointing right. I don't think I'll, I could never be a, a weather person. <laughs> I can't do the whole green screen thing, but... Abs and Nuggets are coming off much-needed wins in their respective series. The Rockies ended their losing streak with consecutive wins against the Diamondbacks. And the Broncos are halfway through their training camp. We'll be talking about all of that in today's episode. But with, like Harrison said, it's been a crazy few days. And with what's going on in the world, we can't 
not mention the fact that sports haven't been played because of the social injustice issues that are happening in our country. Um, players from each league have come out and stood up and, and shared their voices and their concern and, and their hope for change. And each of our beats, Harrison, or DMVR Nuggets, or DMVR Rockies, DMVR Avs, and DMVR Broncos um, have all had really great conversations and use these days to speak with their community and and make sure that we feel like here at DMVR, everyone in our community is being heard and feels like we are a family because that's that's our goal. Um, so if you want to participate in those type of conversations, definitely check out um, their podcasts. They really all have done a, a fantastic job um, talking about that. And for those people saying keep politics out of sports, for us here at DMVR, this isn't political at all. This is just basic human rights, and, and that's what we will always stand for. And thankfully, we are surrounded by people who agree with that and uh, who want to participate in having their voice heard. So with that, is there anything else you guys want to add? I think you nailed it, other than, uh, you know, sports aren't sticking to sports right now. So sure. I think I think it's important. <laughs> Yeah, my, my job is literally to report what Trevor Story says. And Trevor exactly. Story said some very interesting things that I think everyone should listen to. And Justin Simmons has said some very interesting things that I think everyone should have a listen to. And Champ Bailey and uh, exactly. Champ Bailey was Jamal Murray. And, uh, you know, so um, that's that's all we're doing is we're listening and reporting what people are saying. All right. Well, like I said, you can definitely check out all those guys' podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, all of that. The past few days have been taking the opportunity to have this conversation. Um, so definitely head over there. Um, but let's start off with the Avs, who, since that's the most recent win we watched on Thursday, AJ, much needed win, showed some energy finally. Things were going their way after two games where certain bounces and things just had not been. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because if you look at it, uh, game one, they were 3-3, three, three. Uh, and then they find a way to lose. Game two, they were up 2 nothing. They find a way to lose. Game three, they're up 3-1. They give up three straight third-period goals in a matter of, like, five minutes. And they go from, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're just trying to lock down a pretty standard NHL win to now our season is on the line in, like, 15 real-time minutes. It all just flipped. And that's it's really hard uh, for a team to respond to that to that kind of gut punch, and they finally did. They finally met the moment uh, when they absolutely had to, and uh, it was just a nice change. It was uh, it was a tough day. It was a long night, and they at least they at least made it all worth it with the uh, a pretty thrilling victory that day. Oh, yeah. 6-4 win. They were up 3-1 heading into that third period. But, of course, in hockey and with every sport, you just the game isn't over till the game's over. Dallas was able to score two goals to tie it up. Um, finally, though, this game, we saw some secondary shooting. Everything wasn't reliant on that three-headed monster. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they did a good job creating some opportunities, uh, you know, like Zadorov just bombing home slap shot that it's not screened or anything. It just found finds its way in. That was exactly the kind of good thing that they needed to have happen to them uh, for them to sort of make it, make it for them, make it easier for them to believe that they could, they could actually win a game against those guys. And uh, 
you know, Burakovsky gets a little bit of open space and he just does what he does. And then, oh, also, the three-headed monster was excellent again. Yes. Great goal by Amiko Rantanen, too. Um, Finally. Since, I know. <laughs> since this podcast, last Friday, we, we haven't talked about Groob being out, Eric Johnson, and, and how that affects this team. Um, losing Grubauer hurts. Uh, anytime, anytime you have to go to your backup, you know, Francois has been really good through most of the year. So them going to their backup would seem easier than some other teams. Uh, he hasn't shown why that's the case. He hasn't been any good in the series so far. So there's a, that, that it's still two one with their backup goalie against it's really backup goalie against backup goalie in the series. So, um, when if, if Frankie ever actually shows up and plays to the caliber to, to the level that we know he can, uh, Colorado should be getting even better as the series wears on. That Colorado has gotten bad goaltending for three games and is still sitting, is still competitive, been competitive in the series, should be a big problem for Dallas. Definitely. I mean, Frankie made his NHL postseason debut during the round robin, and you can tell. Just he gets nervous. Kale McCarr went up to him in the last game after they tied it. Dallas Stars tied things up and kind of like told him it's okay, shake it off. Like you're you're gonna be okay. And thankfully that helped him. But you really do see him be shaky, and you can see his lack of experience in the playoffs with that. Yeah, um, he just hasn't been he hasn't been good enough um, for whatever whatever reason. You know, like that Blake Como goal in Game Three, just it just can't happen. So. He's got to pick it up because there's nothing behind him. Um, there's there's no there's no other way. There's no next man up after him. They have a they they technically have somebody, uh, but he's not an NHL goalie. So Frankie's got to figure this out. He, and if he figures it out and he really starts to lock it down, Dallas is in serious trouble. Um, Drew, I don't know if you were watching last game, but we almost had a Nathan McKinney McKinney Nathan McKinney goal. Right. And it would have been amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, I caught some of the highlights, so I happened to miss that one because, uh, again, there's, there's just been a lot going on. But now I got to try to to catch some of these coming up more and more. The scheduling isn't doing us any favors, mm -hmm. by the way. Them announcing these games like a day ahead of time and at really weird times, and they keep putting the abs and the nuggets on at the same oh. time and usually not too far off from the Rockies if it's – now, usually I'm doing post game, right? Those are start or pre or I'm getting ready for, it. and it's just like, man, can we have a little? We were all excited that all of our three sports were going to be going at the same time, and it was going to be this unique thing. I was like, maybe not the exact same time. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> out a little bit there, especially we... with having a bar. We're like, really, you're going to put the Nuggets and the Avs at the exact same yeah. time? Yeah, Ali, I think the NBA and NHL have to clear it with the DNVR bar before they put exactly. out. The bar. <laughs> they gotta let they us should clear know. it with us first. Well, Jeez. didn't didn't they for Sunday? Aren't we back to back playoff games Sunday? Yep. Man, back to that, back to back. At least, at least they helped us out there. Yeah. yeah, we've got Rockies at one, Abs at four, and then Nuggets at six thirty. Thirty. Yeah, a uh, jam packed Sunday. But AJ, we'll finish off with Abs talk after the series is at two one. Do you still believe the Abs will win this series? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas has gotten away with a whole bunch of nonsense, uh, and you have to think that the second that goes away, like maybe it doesn't in this series, but if it does, the second that it goes away, um, 
Colorado should be able to they should be able to take care of them. They're the better team. And then we have a few comments about our denim daddy, Matt Calvert. Do we have any update on him? Do we know anything besides day-to-day still? Uh, Bedroom said it best the other day. Those guys are out until they're back. Uh, we're not gonna. We're so not gonna find weird. out anything. Hockey man, that would be unacceptable. That would be an unacceptable answer at a baseball scrum. That's or or insane. football or really yeah. basketball too. Sure. It's just you have to say. Literally, he was Matt Calvert was in warmups one day, then mm-hmm. didn't play during the game. Then after that was day to day out. No clue as to as to what happened. It's really crazy. Wild. We talked about it multiple times on this podcast before, but it's just every time it happens, we're like, what? How can we not have any information on this guy? Well, Drew, you weren't able to watch the the Avs game the other night because the Rockies were playing at the exact same time. We're watching the Avs up 3-1 here at the DNVR bar. Then they tie it. They tie it up. Dallas gets into the game and we're like, oh, God, having heart palpitations, like freaking out about the abs. And then we look over and the Rockies almost gave up the game. We look over. Just almost blowing a seven run lead. Just you and know, casually. Eight to seven, bottom of the ninth. And everyone was like, wait, well, now we have to panic about two games here. And the bases were loaded. Don't forget. And the Rockies had to bring in to close the game. A guy who's been until this year, nothing but a failure as a starter and had coming into the year an ERA of, I think, 14. I don't know exactly what it was. It was not, you know, he's, Jeff Hoffman's been great this year. But yeah, they, yeah, an 8-1 lead after Charlie Blackman hit a grand slam and they were a ball in the dirt away from losing that game. <laughs> It was crazy. Finally, they Jeff Hoffman gets that out. We're good to go. Rockies win. DMVR bar goes crazy. So excited for it. And then turns full attention back to the abs and, and panicking about that game. But not the best way to grab headlines, Rockies. That is not how you get attention. (laughs) But at least the Rockies were able to break their losing streak. They had only won two of 14 games before this series with the Diamondbacks started crazy, two of 14. But the Diamondbacks were also on a five-game losing streak, so really the series was up in the air and the Rockies were able to take it. Yeah, you know, it was... uh... There was a lot of stuff. We talked about this last week. I think there was a lot of stuff that went on during that losing stretch. Some of it was bad baseball. A lot of it was bad luck. They were going to come out of it. Trying to come out of it against the Astros and the Dodgers is not the best way to try to find your best footing. Those are two of the best teams in baseball. And so, yeah, coming back and and going to their house and playing a Diamondbacks team was scuffling a little bit. And I guess effectively now sweeping them in three games since the fourth one has been postponed. Uh, I think sent a message. And the biggest thing for me, because you asked me, Ali, last week, you know, what what do we kind of hope for in the in the Dodgers series and all of that? And I, and I was talking about playing good baseball. In the first two games, they played good baseball. In the mm-hmm. third one, they did not. Uh, they didn't win any of them, but that to me was a big sign that moving forward they were going to be okay. And then in the Diamondbacks series, they got right back to their formula. They're winning because their pitching has been good, and it remains good. It was mostly good in that Dodger series. It was good against the Astros. The reason they lost games because they couldn't get a key hit and a, an occasional bullpen implosion, which is going to happen to just about anybody. you got to keep those limited, and that's the biggest concern moving forward 100%. That bullpen is not going to stop grabbing your attention when it shouldn't, when you should be paying attention to the abs and nuggets 
Uh, that bullpen's going to cause everyone nightmares. But as long as the Rockies' starting pitching continues to do this, and they will, they're going to have a good season. They're going to be a good team, especially because Nolan Arenado is going to come around. The offense isn't going to stay this cold all season. And that's what they got there in Arizona. Pitch well, get a couple of key hits. Nolan got doubles and drove in runs, which he hadn't been doing. And then they won a Charlie home run. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It was, it was a pretty simple formula that they got back to, and I and I think they can keep going moving forward. It's sad, but I did say this while we were watching the Avs and Rockies, and then we look over, and of course the Rockies bullpen um, imploded, and I was like, well, would it be the Rockies without a game or two where we're like, what happened to the bullpen? Yeah, I mean. And it's tough. Like it's a it's a ragtag group. They lost their most important reliever the day before the season started in Scott Oberg. They had some hopes that you know Wade Davis was a mechanical issue away from being fixed, since he has nine great years on his resume and one awful one. It was such an outlier. There was some hope there. That obviously didn't happen, and he got hurt right away. So they're two guys they were expecting to be kind of the, the rock-solid foundation of that bullpen are gone. And then Jairo Diaz, who was probably next in line for that, a younger guy with less of a resume, he's been a total mess this season. The guys who have been reliable have been people like Daniel Bard and Yency Almonte and Carlos Estevez. Now, Estevez the one guy I think people were expecting to be reliable, and he's been what is advertised. Everyone else in the bullpen has either been much better or much worse than advertised, and that's just going to – you know, we're just going to have to find out, is Bard for real? Is Yency Almonte a young kid coming up? Can Carlos Estevez keep, keep doing it? If so, you're fine. If the shine wears off of Daniel Bard, if you have to start counting on Tyler Kinley and Jairo Diaz for those most important innings, then you're in a tough spot. Yeah. But the thing here is this. Win a couple of games, Rockies, and I promise you this. <clears throat> love them, hate them, Rockies fans, media people, whatever, Jeff Breida to go get a reliever. That's the one thing he's been successful at in his career. He's talked about it, uh, doing it this season. He talked to Thomas Harding about, you know, I, I hope we're in the right spot, that I can add a reliever. That's what they need. That's what he's been good at acquiring. They got to keep themselves in the hunt, and they can help solve that problem. But the offense and the starting pitching need to keep doing their thing. Drew, we have someone in the comments asking, do we have a David Dahl update? No, that's the one thing this year with a, a bit more separate separation in these you know shorter zoom meetings we we don't know specifically or wade davis for that matter though i'm not sure you were chomping at the bit to get him back out there <laughs> um I, I don't have anything specifically on david doll at the moment now all right the rockies take on the padres in a four game set and the padres are a few games ahead of them in the um, nl west standings what are your expectations for this series I expect the Rockies to come out and play them well and play them close. The Padres have been hot. Uh, they've been very hot, but yeah. the, the Rockies have played this Padres team very well over the last couple of years. They have confidence playing against them, including beating them. And nearly, they were away Davis away from sweeping them at Coors Field earlier this season. Uh, I think the Rockies feel confident. I think they also know that this is the series they have to win. They have to beat the Diamondbacks yeah. and Padres in order to go where they need to go this season. If you get second place in your division, you're an automatic entry into the playoffs. Right now, the Padres hold that spot over the Rockies. Um, I think this is developing into a really good rivalry, actually, of these two young teams, one of which seems to get a great deal of credit for the way they've created their success, which is just now starting to happen in Padres. The Rockies, who don't get any credit for the way they've built their success. They take that personally. 
And I think they go out there to stick it to the Padres, particularly every time. And now it just matters that much more in a season like this because these games count like three times as much. You have to go out and beat these guys. And and I think that they, they will. I think they'll take three games in the set. Someone else uh, made a comment here that it was good to see Matt Calvert uh, wearing his Rockies hat at the players press conference yesterday. So we, we love a little support within the city of teams. There were a couple of guys who threw on some abs stuff the other day. I can't remember who it was though. Yeah, it was cool. It's cool. Woo. <laughs> Michael, Michael Malone has actually had some really hilarious comments throughout like the last year about the Rockies and the avalanche. Really? Um, well, he always just like says stuff like, man, I'm really rooting on Buddy Black and the boys tonight. You know, like they got a big game against the Padres. <laughs> or uh, he'll, he'll, he'll shout out Jared Bednar. He's also worn an Avs cap a bunch in the bubble. So it's just it, it's funny to see that uh, inner city um, connection, I, inner city connection. Yeah, I'd say, that's a I'd podcast I'd listen to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and throw Vic Fangio in there too, because of course he was at Nuggets playoff games last year, mm-hmm. and just about a week ago he gave a shout out to the Rockies, and everyone was saying, "What about the shout out to the to the Nuggets and Avs? They're the ones yeah. in the playoffs right now." That's so funny. We've got someone in the it's comments baseball saying, season. <laughs> uh, speaking of baseball, don't let them load the bases, and then yeah, wild this... if they don't load the bases, <laughs> then where is the excitement in the ninth inning? <laughs> uh, slam Diego and the argument over whether or not it's okay to hit a grand slam when you're winning baseball remains undefeated in the dumb things that we fight about so it's funny by far the dumbest thing of of any of all the sports baseball is going to have the top 10 so after that um after that whole drama about hitting a grand slam and all that the avs had just continued to win seven one in two consecutive games and i had people tweeting at me like should they stop is this enough and i'm like i never made a comment saying it why are you yelling and it was baseball fans they're like should they stop should they not keep scoring goals i was like sir if you look at my timeline i have never said anything sir no they shouldn't stop because we want more goal shots at the dnvr bar but All right, quick break before we talk about Broncos and Nuggets. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. It's interesting. Baseball season is kind of taking a little um, backseat with the playoffs happening. But baseball, no, baseball. I meant baseball, I guess, and football. That was just subconsciously I said baseball. I apologize, Drew. It's fine. (laughs) Still true. It's also true. It's fine. (laughs) Football has taken a bit of a backseat with Avs and Nuggets in the playoffs. But Football is about to be back to celebrate football's 101st year DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new users in the center of the action with a free $101 bet when they place a bet on the Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs first Houston Thursday night game. The touchdown of a deal is only available for 101 hours, so get in on all of that action now. Don't forget to head over to DraftKings right now and use that promo code DNVR to get your free $101 bet for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, be sure to call 1-800-522-4700. We don't have our draft guys on here right now. 
but our draft guys, I cannot speak. I need more Strava Craft coffee. <laughs> our bet guys on here right now, but they did do a show this morning. They'll do another one on Monday and Tuesday. Definitely go follow DNVR Bets Daily to figure out what you should be putting your money on on DraftKings Sportsbook. And as always, don't forget to use that promo code DNVR. All right. Well, we mentioned football, so let's just keep it going with the flow of things. Zach, we're halfway through or a little bit past halfway through Broncos training camp. Last week we had Andre on here kind of talk about the Broncos, but he hasn't been out there. He doesn't know things. He hasn't seen things with his own eyes. So he was he doesn't struggling. Know things. <laughs> That's what Andre, he told let's me. Get a real expert in here. Andre doesn't know stuff. Let's yeah. <laughs> well, he said me he told me not to be on this podcast today. So you know Andre doesn't know things. No, he said he's like, uh, from everything I've learned, I kind of think this and that. But we wanted to have Zach on here to give us all of the details. You've been out at training camp. What are a few positive things that you've seen from the Broncos so far? Well, should we throw out Andre's takes and see if I should roast him or not? Um, no, I'd, if, if I would have been prepared, then I would have written them down. But no, he just he didn't have any takes. He just was like, I think this is happening from what I've read. This is happening. But when people were asking some of the nitty gritty things, who's who's showing more improvement, Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay, those little answers. He's like, well, I haven't personally seen them, so I'm not positive. So, well, let's talk about Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, the, the, the biggest battle going on at Broncos training camp right now. And they both look really good. Melvin Gordon's going to take a, a spot as a big time receiving threat coming out of the backfield. And Phil's Phil. He's just running with his hair on fire every single play. And he just brings so much energy to, to the Broncos and specifically their offense. And I had a conversation with someone earlier this week. They said, why is Drew Locke not the headline every single day from every single outlet? We finally got a quarterback, right? What does that mean? <laughs> And the re- is rolling his eyes. <laughs> and the reason for that is because Drew Locke's doing what he needs to do. And so that's a good thing that, that you know, it's not the headline of Drew Locke has a miserable practice. So Drew Locke bounces back. So that's actually good news why the young up-and-coming quarterback is because he looks very, very solid. He's had probably eight good practices, uh, a bad practice, and then, and then a so-so practice. But from a second-year guy, that's great. And obviously, that is the number one story with this team. So it's good that, that, that it hasn't been bad news on that front. And then the defense is playing like they should be. Right now, they're going into Vic Fangio's second season under this defensive scheme. And they're the highest paid defense in the league. So they should be doing work. And, and so far, they, they look pretty good. We, you guys had a headline um, for your Broncos training camp. Um, post game shows saying uh, Malik Reed has really shined in some of those practices where Von Miller has been out. That's a great to have him there. But what about Bradley Chubb? Have we really seen a good amount of him or is he still kind of limiting his play with his injury? Yeah, he's making his way back steady, uh, but he hasn't been the, the storyline on the defense. It really has been Von Miller. Now, maybe it's because of who he's been going up against. And right tackle is probably the biggest question on the Broncos. And Von typically lines up against that right tackle. And he's just been burning Elijah Wilkinson. And so who knows if, if Malik Reed really is the next Shaq Barrett type of player where he's a really good backup who can step in for Vaughn, or if the right tackle is that big of a mess for the Broncos. Uh, and credit to Garrett Bowles. He's had his best training camp 
yet. Now, we'll see what that actually means. Is he just a little bit better? Or is he actually significantly improved? That's a huge question for the Broncos. But he's been going up against Bradley Chubb and certainly doing a better job uh, against Bradley Chubb than Elijah Wilkinson has been doing against Vaughn Miller. I got distracted. Someone asked, will we ever have all four teams play on the same day? That's a great question. Oh, my mm. God. There might be a chance. I hope not. Oh, no. That's well, going to happen. Yeah, yeah. There's really yeah. a chance of that happening. If the Avs and Nuggets continue on after this series. There's... I was going to say, they just got to get to the next round. And yep. then it'll be, a, yeah, and the Rockies will have a Sunday afternoon game because they always do. <laughs> wow. That, that would be a long day of sports. But you know what? It'll oh, be awesome. We, we have, we've gone without sports for a very long time. So having a full four-day, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll remember it. We were built for this. There's a chance it could play out really well, too. If there's, a, if there's those games on September 14th, that's a Monday night. Broncos oh, don't yeah, play Monday until night. like 8.45. So, man, if there's like a... Nuggets game at five and Avs game at seven or something like that. And we throw a Rockies game in there. I could stack up pretty well. Well, if the Nuggets are still in it by then, they'll definitely have the early spot. So they'll have like the one o'clock game. Oh, Rockies (laughs) are the slot they always get. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why we started carrying Strava Craft Coffee cold brew at the bar because, you know, (laughs) we've been spending hours on hours on hours here. We've got brunch. No matter what, it's going to be awesome. So like like uh, he said, Bring it on. It will be a fun, fun time. Is there any other um, things that have stood out to you, Zach, during this training camp? Man, Jerry Judy, he's really, really stood out. He's proven that he can be that 950-yard receiver like the past three Alabama wide receivers who have been picked in the first round. They've averaged 950 receiving yards, and Jerry Judy looks like he can do that. And Cortland Sutton is proving that he's still the alpha of that group. He looks really good and is clearly Drew Locke's favorite target. That's exciting to hear. Good stuff. All right, Harrison, let's finish it off with some Nuggets talk. Huge, huge needed win, of course, for the Nuggets last time we saw them play. And just another stellar performance from Jamal Murray. Yeah, he's been incredible. I mean, in three out of the five games in this series, he's definitely been the Nuggets' best player. And uh, 42 points in that Game 5 win became the first player to have 40 points or more without uh, a turnover in back-to-back playoff games ever in NBA history. Uh, So the scoring's been incredible, absolutely taking over the game in these uh, last couple second halves. And then, but, I mean, the other thing is he's not turned the ball over. So um, the main storyline is, of course, Nuggets are back in this series. The subplot is that, Jamal Murray's kind of taken over as the alpha of this team. And, like, Nikola Jokic has been good. Um, I, I don't think he's necessarily won the matchup with Rudy Gobert. He outplayed him in this last game. But up until that point, uh, Gobert was really outplaying him in the series. But um, mm. Jamal Murray is is kind of shouldering the offensive load for Denver. And um, I feel like he's becoming the pulse of that team more and more. Yeah, this last game they really showed their grit and their, their want to win after – um, a few of those blowouts, people were questioning if the Nuggets still even wanted to be in the bubble, if they still wanted to be in this just because of the way that they had performed. But this last game, we we saw that. They went down in that third or in the second half and then came back and just skyrocketed. Yeah. And once again, the DMVR bar was going crazy. Yeah. 
the energy was amazing. People hadn't experienced that sports high of just being like, oh my God, is this going to happen in so long? And that was, that was a great game. Yeah. Jamal was just in one of those zones. Like I've said it before, but you know, when he gets hot, he's like the most fun player to watch when he gets hot, like more fun than Jokic um, for sure. Because like Jamal will actually take the shot every time down. Um, Jokic won't, but 92 straight points for Jamal with uh, zero turnovers is absolutely nuts. And like a lot of people were questioning them because they were right to question them. I mean, the Nuggets just straight didn't show up in game three down uh, when that series was was tied one-to-one. And just not showing up like that in a playoff game is pretty inexcusable. Uh, It was embarrassing. So I don't blame everybody for kind of counting the Nuggets out. Uh, I I pretty much counted them out. And then they were down 15 points in the third quarter of game five. And then uh, Jamal led them on another ridiculous comeback. So they've certainly been teetering on the edge. And, I mean, they are back in the series. And I think they found some stuff defensively in that second half. And even in the fourth quarter of game five, Utah looked a little frazzled. They, they looked a little panicky. Um, so I definitely think they're back in this series. But, look, it's tough to beat a team three times in a row, which is what the Nuggets would have to do to win this series. That's why there have only been 11 teams ever to come back from 3-1 deficits. It's just tough to do. Um, yeah. But I think the Nuggets certainly have the momentum now. Uh, so, yeah, this series is not over. 92 straight points with zero turnovers is what one of our comments say. That is insane. We've got the Peloton Prince. People are excited. I don't think people on this podcast know why why you're called the Peloton Prince, Harrison. (laughs) I mean, I don't think there's much of a story behind it. I got a Peloton, started talking about it on the DMVR Nuggets podcast. And then you were crowned a prince. Started calling me the Peloton Prince. Yes. (laughs) Crown the prince after uh, two weeks on the Peloton. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. That story had a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Nothing crazy. Uh, Gary Harris. Yes. I'm not sure. Um, he was questionable going into the last game. Um, from everything I'm hearing, it seems like it's going to be up to him when he comes back. It's just that, you know, he hasn't played in a game since March, hasn't played inside the bubble. And a guy that's had that many soft tissue injuries like Gary Harris has had. It's kind of a mental struggle to get back and trust your body. So yeah. it seems like he's fighting through that. Uh, theoretically, the game's getting pushed back by a couple days, increases his chances of playing, I would think. Um, so it's still up in the air. We'll see. I'm guessing he's going to be questionable up until tip-off on Sunday. How, do you? I saw some people saying that Gary Harris – wouldn't have made a difference with the defense against the Jazz, but I beg to differ. I think, you know, Gary Harris has had his ups and downs, but when it came to defense, I think he would have at least had a little more of an impact on Donovan Mitchell than than Torrey Craig and some of our other guys that have been on him, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I think he would have made a difference for sure. Um, like, he's been their best perimeter defender this year. Uh, and the one thing the Nuggets are really lacking right now, and you can see it with just all the miscommunications and all the breakdowns and all the like terrible defensive mistakes they made earlier in this series that are just like such basic concepts, they're just lacking high IQ defensive players right now. And that's what Gary Harris is. So he's a smart defender. He's not going to mess up assignments. Um, and I think the one thing you worry about is just like stamina 
it's going to be tough for him to come back after a five-month layoff and play 30 minutes a game. That's probably unrealistic, but I think he can give you a boost here and there. And then just emotionally, too, just having him back is – He's like a big leader in the locker room, a big example that guys look up to. So just like emotionally, I feel like he could give them a boost too. Yeah, him, Will Barton, those those were two guys that really did show that leadership um, in that locker room and, and both of them out. And now Will Barton gone, uh, you can definitely see how that might impact them. Michael Porter Jr., what have you thought of his play? He had 15 points last game. He's hit some great threes, but again, defense has kind of been struggling, but we're not necessarily surprised by that as that's what we've been expecting and seeing from him all season long yeah he's been rough defensively and I mean this is what happens to rookies in the playoffs a lot of times especially those who just aren't who just don't come into the league as amazing defenders Um, opposing teams are just going to put them in the pick and roll get the switch and then just drive the ball on them get to the basket or draw a foul and that's what the Jazz are doing against Porter um they're just pretty much switching him on to Donovan Mitchell and then Mitchell's going one-on-one or whoever that guard is, is going one-on-one. And it's funny, like Porter, I've actually enjoyed how open and honest he's been about it. He had a quote the other day that was like, um, yeah, they're switching me on to all the ball handle every time they're going right at me. Hey, I would do the same thing if I was going against the rookie in the playoffs. So uh, I've enjoyed how honest he's been and, uh, how he's just kind of said he knows he needs to get a lot better. Um, But I think a big thing going forward for the Nuggets, maybe not this series because it looks like they're pretty committed to playing Porter off the bench and uh, letting him run with that bench unit. But, like, going forward in a playoff setting, are they going to be able to play Murray, Porter, and Jokic at the same time just from a defensive standpoint? Because all three of those guys have been exposed one way or another um, in the playoffs defensively. Murray not so much this year, more so last year. Um, but that's going to be a big question for Denver. Can they get stopped with those three on the floor? We have yeah. while we have in the comments looked like last game, second half was the best answer on defense. Just go back to that <laughs> question mark. Yeah, it was. I mean, this is something that the Nuggets have been doing and a lot of NBA teams do, but they just switch on defense way too easily. Like in the playoffs, most teams mm. switch every every type of pick and roll. And they just do it so easily. They don't really fight through screens. But what you saw in that second half was guys were fighting through screens. They weren't switching as willingly. There's more ball pressure. It made Utah uncomfortable. Um, So whatever they did in that second half, definitely expect that Sunday in game six. And is it possible the Nuggets trade for Beal and still have Jokic and Jamal and MPJ? Um. Look, anything's possible in the NBA. <laughs> Any anything's possible, especially when it comes to uh, All Star guys trading teams and and moving around the offseason. We know anything's possible in the NBA. Um, I think with what MPJ showed, not necessarily not not necessarily in this first round, but in the seeding games, and with how Jamal Murray's played in this uh, first round. I don't think the Nuggets are going to be rushing to trade any of those guys this summer, even for Bradley Beal, to be honest. Uh, I I think Jamal in the playoffs, just his second time in the playoffs, and look, he's still really young. He's still only 23 years old. Uh, I think he's showed more than enough uh, for Denver to run it back with those three next year. So it seemed like definitely in the regular season that Beal would be the prime target, but um, I don't really see it. Uh, anymore after how these playoffs and kind of everything inside the bubble's gone. 
All right. This is a good question or a good comment, I guess. And I want to have uh, your takes on it. Nuggets and Avs have a lot of similarities in their playoff series, especially in terms of attitude. AJ, what do you think of that? Um, I would yeah. disagree. The Nuggets have been getting mostly waxed in their series. And like I said, the 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 Avs had chances in each. A, a bounce here, a bounce there. It's 3 nothing in the series, Colorado. So yeah, the Nuggets um, didn't show up in Game Two and Game Three, right? Like and like, call, like the Avs played a poor Game One, and they were still at three three in that game at some point. Um, I I just think I just think Colorado's just they've they've run into an opponent that's playing the best hockey they have all season. I mean, regular season included, and then on top of that, they're also, I mean, they the Game One was their worst game. Yeah. And now now they've got injuries to to key players like Eric Johnson's not in that lineup. You know, they're playing their backup goaltender. There are there are some things that they have to now overcome that have nothing to do with their opponent. You know, and the the Nuggets losing out uh, on Will Barton and Gary Harris, that's huge for them. Like they need those guys and it's you're just you're compromised without them. And with the Avs, like especially Eric Johnson, there's just no replacing that guy. And I the the, the big difference is, is that I just think I think that the Avs are just a, a a clear step better than the Stars when they're both at their best. I have no idea if that's true of the Nuggets and Jazz because everybody in the Western Conference is so good. Yeah, in the regular season, the Nuggets I think were a clear step better than yeah. the Jazz. Yeah. I mean, they smoked the Jazz head to head, but they, they went four and all all those games were like one was seven a little players. close, yeah. yeah. All those games seven were competitive, game was awesome. but um they were clearly a better team in the regular season. The thing about the Jazz that has thrown the Nuggets off at least in my opinion, how they play in the playoffs or, uh, that they're playing in the playoffs right now is completely different than how they played in the regular season. The Jazz are shooting um, at least over their eight seeding games before the playoffs started. They were shooting the second most threes in the league behind the Rockets. They were not doing that during the regular season. They were not yeah. shooting nearly as many threes. And the Nuggets have not been able to defend the three really all year and inside the bubble. So that was kind of uh, hitting the Nuggets Achilles heel there. So, Yeah, um, on the TNT broadcast, whenever I was watching that, they said that a lot, that the Jazz have completely changed the way that they play this series and that that could have caught the Nuggets off guard. Well, it uh, it definitely did. And even if the Nuggets were expecting it, they didn't do a good job of um, making it act like they were expecting it. Someone's asking when they play. They play a game six Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Correct. And then we've got, like we were saying, we've got Avs that same day at 4 p.m. And then we have Rockies. Is that game at 1 o'clock, Drew? I think so. 110. One I mean, one and then, 110. Zach, do we have no, Broncos training so camp? Yeah. No Broncos okay, training no Broncos camp on training Sunday. Camp. I was going to say, it's mm. a busy day. We've been doing post-game streams for pretty much every uh, team, and it's been a, a lot of fun. Um, but before we go, I definitely want to show you guys a few shirts that we have in stock. 
But also, Green Mountain Dental Group is family-owned and one of the best dentists here in Colorado. Our sales director, Lindsay, got her wisdom teeth removed a few weeks ago and really said it was one of the best dentist experiences she's ever had. Um, her dentist personally called to check up on her after a few days after surgery. Plus, they're all diehard Denver sports fans and supporting them really supports and helps us here at DNVR. So don't forget to schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush today. So not only are you supporting us, but you'll also get a free Sonicare toothbrush and you can you can ask Harrison electric toothbrushes all the way. Those are are the best. Game changer. Um, game changer just like some game changing coffee that I already downed. Um but Oh, we got Zach looking fly. Look at that, Zach. Hey, appreciate it, H-Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is he from Houston? think so. I think so. Yeah. My man. So we've got a bunch of new shirts. Broncos fans, your shirts are coming. But right now we've got Kale, Carry Me Home for the Avs, Somber, Sombor Shuffle, Colorado Rakes, all of these really great shirts. I am wearing one right now. I'm wearing the Carry Me Home. We also have them here at the DNVR bar. So if you're stopping by to get some food, drink, watch game, you can purchase some of those shirts or you can go to dnvrlocker.com. They're pretty awesome. I'm the loving them. The Carry Me Home shirt, it's got like a 90s nostalgia, I feel like. Oh, that, yeah, was, that was Eric's. That was the point. Yeah. yeah. So it's, good. It's Eric so was good. like, I used every possible font I could. I know 90s, and I, this is the yeah. 90s shirt I'm going to so wear. so 90s. You could, you could put that thing up in a hot topic, and it would not be out of place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't heard hot topic in forever. Wow. Um, More of a Spencer's Gifts guy, I get myself. But it's fine. Well, you, you know, everyone's got their thing. Uh, we've got how much for a Zach shirt? Do people wow. still go to malls? Wow. Oh, yeah. There's been there's been a lot of love for it, Allie. I think we may need to throw it on eBay and see how high we can get it. <laughs> Do that eBay game. Oh. Just the just the top half, please. <laughs> so for people not understanding the reference, before this show we did Free Skate Friday, and the last segment of that show was I picked out some items off eBay, Etsy, Posh Market, and asked the guys to guess how much those were cost, uh, how much they cost on eBay, what they were being sold for. And some of them were absolutely ridiculous, like $10,000. Um, but of course this is the one that ended up sticking with everyone because of the male model. Um, because it was hammer time. Stop it, AJ. His pants are amazing. No, no, no. I'm getting some. This was $50, and we had a, a great uh, – people listening to the podcast side of this, I apologize. Um, we had this Gretzky jersey going for well, – how much did I say? 7000 yeah. Then we had these boxes right here, just boxes. No, didn't show what was inside them, just said there were yeah. baseball cards and hockey cards in here. Drew, you weren't playing this game when we were doing this. How much do you think 25000 baseball and hockey cards were going for? Probably like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> like I mean, I like said. yeah, it's like, like yeah, close. Fifteen thousand nine hundred and eighty-seven. Someone got but, a bad investment. Then they spent more on those cards than they're gonna get back out of it. <laughs> you got twenty-five thousand baseball cards, and a pack costs. You get like what five or six in a pack, and they cost 
at five bucks, you did not get a solid return on your investment yeah. there, buddy. They said it's probably all worth twenty one thousand dollars, but they were they were giving you that great deal, fifteen thousand for those. <laughs> but I've gone through the trouble of collecting all of this for you. There you go. Therefore, oh my. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We do have got Rockies tonight. We will be, a good amount of us will be at the DMVR bar, so come hang out. But if not, hopefully we'll see you Sunday or we'll see you back next Friday on the Denver Sports Podcast. Don't forget to leave us your questions, reviews, all that good stuff, and we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.